Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. I'm Kevin. I'm Daniel. And I'm Trevor Pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> you now, sure are, buddy. Where did you come from? <laughs> what if we did, like, didn't know he was here? Like, oh shit, okay, I guess this guy's podcasting with us today. I want to tell you guys, I'm Stairboy. Stairboy oh, materialized. <laughs> Stairboy's going to be this running theme with our podcast. I like it. Well, from the, the Seattle Saga, at yeah. least. The Seattle Saga, Stairboy is definitely a prime player. Okay, so we are actually streaming from Mr. Trevor's uh, household, his homestead, if you will. We are surrounded by more Nintendo games than a average game stop uh because those sections are just dwindling and yeah it's, it's like all condensed accessories yeah condensed yeah you you see the wii u games the wii under you don't even need to look left or right you see it just staring straight. well and then the same five amiibo 20 times yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's always a moblin yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep a moblin's up the ass but yeah I'm, it is quite the uh, uh collection you got going over there guy even your um entertainment Console thing. It's Nintendo thing. That's, that's an old. Nintendo that's thing. an old Target lock case. Wow. Really? Yeah. How much? Was I have that the lock or? and everything. I got it for free. Someone had it in their front yard. Oh my God. Nobody gives me game my, uh, stuff for free. My sister's ex boyfriend actually saw it and he called me up and like, "Hey, you like Nintendo shit? <laughs> that <laughs> was like your alley. You want you want this? So you guys didn't even see the neon sign hiding up there. No, I sure as shit didn't. Oh, oh wow. my God. Does it still work? It does. But uh, it was sitting in my grandparents' attic for several seasons, so the hot, cold mix of being in uh. the attic made the paint crack. So it still works fine, but there's like a gnarly-looking like thunderbolt crack thing going through the entire. Oh, so it's Nintendo with an so. edge. A little bit. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's Nintendo power. I like that. Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it coming from a mile. Away. I didn't. I didn't. Come on. All right, so we haven't done one of these in a little while. Um, Mostly Daniel's fault, not because I've been working uh, 8 to 5 every day in the city. Definitely not that. Well, it's because I'm trying to take on this new Twitch fame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Daniel <laughs> is a, uh, what you would like to call a streamer scum. Yeah. Uh, he's nice. a stream monster, if you will. A streaming fuckboy. A streaming fuckboy. Whoa. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. I said it about myself. I mean, that's fair. The deprecation starts here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, But you've got quite the following of people that you... Half the people you know in real life, yeah. which is, you know, that's cool. And then the other half that I've just met through streaming and, and whatnot. We've been doing this weird thing um, where we've been speedrunning Resident Evil 7 in two different streams, because we're not tech-savvy in the least, uh, to make that work in one. And um, it's been good. We've, we've, we've made friends. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, like, both times we got the same fucking score, which is impossible. Impossible. The first time we were both at 311, yeah. which is our favorite Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold yeah. up. Good. Did you get the same score? Absolutely uh, the same score. Trevor for the assist on that one. Uh, Trevor, the, the first, time. seconds don't count. It's really the minutes that are the deal breaker there. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you know how speedruns work. You might need to. You might need to extend this out to the uh, speedrun okay. community. Yeah. So the Resident Evil Seven MLG Pro circuit for speedrunning, uh, by their mandate, uh, that's totally fine. That's in the books. Okay. Morgan, can you fact check us? Can you fact- there she goes. Um, <laughs> okay, so maybe you, you beat me by so like maybe milliseconds. Twice. Twice. Gotcha. So the first Twice. time it was like 311 in milliseconds. Our favorite band. On 311. Gotcha. Yeah, because Resident Evil is a color of our energy. <laughs> and then the second time it was, what, two hours, yeah. 16 minutes, and milliseconds apart. Two, yeah, yeah. We, we did well for not having played the game in months. I think which so. Which is great. Yeah. So you can check that out at our respective uh, streams, none of which are branded with Save Room, which is no. <laughs> just such a, such a hole in our... Our strategy, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're not great at this marketing thing. But no. yeah, uh, I'm at the Red Herb. 
Mr. Man is at Daniels and Dungeons. Dungeons and Daniels. Right, never gonna get that right. <laughs> and Trevor does That's some good amazing. old streaming, right? On oh, the, yeah. Uh, you've been streaming every morning. Uh, well, I used to stream a lot more. Mm-hmm. I used to do a long time ago, back when Mario Kart 8 first came out. A long time ago, it's like two years ago. Oh, wow. Mario Kart 8 first came out. I mean, I just picked it up on the Switch, yeah. so. I did. I did. Before I did there that, was like, online multiplayer, there was Mario Kart 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, no, I did that every morning, and I got quite a few viewers that way, because uh, I would play with people. I'd have just my yeah. friend code up and all that. Oh, shit, that's cool. Yeah, that's um, neat. And then my wife and her friend would stream scary games. Because there's every a huge Friday, audience for that. Every Friday night. But back then it was. like It was in the peak of Five Nights at Freddy's games. That You know that mm-hmm. year where like five, came, five of them came out? Mm-hmm. Well, like Amnesia and Five Nights at Well, Amnesia had been out for like a year and a half, but, but like... Uh, the Forest... The forest. Uh-huh. That's, that's a big one. Probably. Yeah. Is they played a lot of like very small indie ones oh. as well. <laughs> but um, what was that? What was that real popular one? Which one? That just got a sequel. Um, Outlast. Uh, yeah. Outlast. Outlast. They loved the shit out of Outlast. They yeah, played they uh, Evil Within, even though they hated it. Oh god, Evil Within, such good garbage. I'll tell you what, right now. Hey man, it's getting a sequel, so. Oh, so it must be good. <laughs> I mean, they made great. money, so. Well, yeah. I was trying to do a plug for you there, buddy boy. Oh, yeah. What's your What's your Twitchy? Oh, Coconut Arcade. Coconut Arcade. What is it? Coconut. coconut. I was so convinced it was Coconut Records. No, that's a Jason no. Swartzman thing, bro. Time. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Everything's clear. So you know Jason? <laughs> you guys are I on wish. That? You know Jason? He's, uh, he's he seems like a okay guy. He's I'd sweet. hang out with him. He's hunting a horse apparently. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and now I am uh, obligated to do an until dawn stream tomorrow. Yeah. Well, honestly, um, like I think the horror streams we've done lately have pulled in more people than anything. And since you plugged it in my stream today, I was streaming yeah. Jodin, and he's like, I'm doing until dawn Jodin tomorrow. Or Jotun. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you're doing that, what, tomorrow at 11 a.m.? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can abide by that. We don't, we don't have a, I don't have a regular schedule. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is Until Dawn that one where, like, it's like heavy rain, die? but, like, horror? Like a horror... But is that the one you have, like, a group of teenagers and you make yes. choices? Yeah, then, then the, the cabin. Right. So you one. just make just the worst choices, and then yeah. the game will just end. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about letting the chat just kind of decide what's going to fucking happen. That's fun. So, yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yes. Yeah, goosebumps decide your own Twitch fate. plays Until Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a good Goosebumps game, let me tell you. That'd be really cool. Holy shit. Or, like, do, like, a Marvel vs. Capcom where it's Goosebumps versus Are You Afraid of the Dark? Just both of their casts just, like, whomping each other. Holy shit. And their respective, like, villains. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel good about it. We have the clown from Are You Afraid of the Dark. I don't know his name. (laughs) But he's classic. (laughs) (laughs) Clowny. Clowny. Clowny the killer. And there were a bunch of others. That's all I can remember off. Clowny knife hugs. (laughs) Clowny? That is... I don't know. Real name? I can you fact check that, Morgan? Undoubtedly. Morgan. Cloudy Night Hugs. Got it. Episode two. <laughs> okay. So uh, we should probably get more. I mean, we're kind of on the video Crimson game path. Clown? Crimson Clown. Crimson Clown. That's a cool name. <laughs> Choose your fighter. Crimson Listen, Clown. That would be an awesome versus game. <laughs> would it have all colors? Yeah, absolutely. For each, so, but would his all be crimson? Uh... I mean, like as a joke. Granted that you, <laughs> granted that you buy the season pass, absolutely. Yeah. Oh shit. For forty nine ninety nine. Perfect. I don't want to steal though. I love. Right? I love EA. I love EA. I love. I love being here. They feed me food sometimes. It's a. It's a. It's a dry rice crispy for lunch, and then they put me back real into real dry. They put in me fact, back I'm in my sure chair. It's just rice crispy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Not even like the Rice Krispie treats. They actually just, just a bowl of them. Just they feed their employees day. grain and then they attach them back to the chains. <laughs> they start working on the next Star Wars. They have like those things that horses yeah. have when they eat oats. Oh my god! Hook them behind the ears. Yeah. Oh, a feeding, a feeding trowel. Yeah, the a face trowel. Well, trout. The trowel is the the, the wooden thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We try to be educational uh, here on the Safe Room Show. Um, <laughs> if you're an equestrian or own a horse, yeah. please fact check us. Oh, horses bug me out. Actually. Oh, yeah, he hates horses. I hate horses. Oh, no. Let's get that on the record. They Okay, so my argument is that <laughs> they are basically dogs that are trying to mutate to turn into humans, but they failed, so they just have long, like, man faces and big old muscular bodies, and they're walking nightmares. What? Why is everyone looking at me? Okay, I was holding the worst laugh right there. <laughs> I don't understand. This is legitimate. People are afraid of all sorts of things, okay? Would you fight a horse? Uh, answer is no. No, because right? a horse could like snap your neck with one. <clears throat> bingo, bango. Yeah, that's the worst. Bingo, bango. They are our next enemy. Just don't walk behind them. Don't walk. Sure. <laughs> don't startle them. Yeah. Don't no. yell, hey, horse, and give it a good old slap. You don't want to do that. Or <laughs> b- blow into their butthole. <laughs> just get murdered they might like that yeah. I don't know I've never done that to a horse we're going south real quick I got, <laughs> I got, format I got some news that I wrote down that we, we should have a little bit of a pit for pat for uh, Trevor's standing up I think he's uncomfortable with all this horse talk and me too to be honest with yeah. so we're going to move on from it um, well you're easier to kill on the ground so just know that if they're horses Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere on the ground, you're not safe from horses. Like, on, that's why horse? we should be elevated Jetson style in the future to get away from the horses. Is what I'm proposing. But that's a different. That's an entirely different podcast. Yeah, I call what, it horse meat. <laughs> what if horses can actually fly though? That's a question for another podcast. Hey, oh, so you're trying to give me palpitations? Uh, <laughs> trying to work through this, not fucking look like over my shoulder the entire <laughs> podcast that would be really cool hey look Pegasus exists for a reason <laughs> Pegasus that's exists true. to haunt me those are like dream horses though dream horses that sounds like one of the fucking games that just like littered the DS yeah like dream horses dream you? horse maker 2.0 you pet these dream coins. babies <laughs> yeah that is an actual game I think it, babies I don't know if it's called dream babies but I think you have it I definitely do not <laughs> I don't have that one I do have cooking mama you do have it's a classic by the way, I got to give you a shout out for having all of your Resident Evil games forward facing. Yeah, that's of I, I agree with it and I love it, and it's good. I collected every single one for the GameCube at one point because I wanted to play them all. You know what? I, okay, you want to me? Oh, so I was a stupid kid. I was one of them dumb kids. Okay, and so I picked up remake for GameCube. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. Loved it. Love what they did with it. And then they announced like, oh, we're putting we're porting Resident Evil Two, and like you know, little fucking what was I? I had to been 11 mm-hmm. didn't understand i was like oh what shit, a port is they're remaking resident evil 2 the gamecube resident evil 2 <laughs> i didn't know what i was in for but i did know it was suspicious it was ten dollars cheaper than most other new release games but i was like it's fine it's fine and i go home and realize it's like the same game that i had on the nintendo 64 and let me tell you about the a little about disappointment you find it in all shapes and forms and you learn it early and I think the most surprising avenue to find it was from Capcom. Capcom <laughs> delivered one of my greatest disappointments early on. But it wasn't the last yeah. time. That's true. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Many stages. Actually, I, and I don't even have to go outside of Resident Evil to show you more disappointments. No. no. <laughs> Which is amazing. 
just throw the word umbrella out there, and yeah. I can have I have a lot of sob stories for you. Oof. Operation Ooh. Raccoon City. Operation Raccoon I City. I still have that disc somewhere. <laughs> I bought it brand new, special edition, mm-hmm. seventy dollars. Oh, I didn't do special edition, but I did Ooh, buy it brand I new. I did. I had to get those patches. Let me tell you what, boy. You got them on them, on somewhere. Do I got them on somewhere? I still have it in the fucking tin case that I buried. You need to you need to sew that onto your jeans. Onto <laughs> my jeans, <laughs> yeah. right over get, my crotch. Like one on each cheek. Why don't we get you like a jean vest and you can just like put all your favorite patches on Only it. if we can like bedazzle this Obviously. Vest. Yeah. Like that went with yeah. that It'll say the red herb and bedazzled. Can we do this before PAX? So like I'm walking around I'm a bedazzled uh, video game shitlord. Which is <laughs> which is literally 98% of the people walking around. I think that's PAX. possible. Yeah. I think that's possible. Let's do that. Yeah. As long as you're not cosplaying Link again. Again? Like Ooh. everyone. Like everyone? Like everyone does. No dude I'll, But my Link interpretation of Link Quinn. is so different Like yeah. I, I feel like it needs to be out there You know what I mean Like come on Unless it's farm boy Link from uh, Twilight Princess Then it's acceptable No dude it's post-apocalypse Post-apocrypha Post-apocalypse Post-apocrypha Post-alchemy Link dude <laughs> How about those exercises <laughs> So anyway I wrote some fucking news here for you guys News We're getting yeah. detracked It's this been uh, It's been literally 28 hours since we started this podcast yeah. But I, uh, I'm so old. Trevor, if you don't know, I, <clears throat> sorry, the beer's in my throat. Mm. That's good content right there. You need water? No, I'm good. I might need another beer. But, um, sure. so, no, you stay where you are. You're about to get the news lowdown. I'm news sorry. lowdown. Don't, don't sigh. Like, as if, <laughs> well, she has this fucking, like, fortress of solitude that she needs to get out of. <laughs> I mean, we can move that. I just have the up so the cat can't get Do we need it. to get you, like, a harness? To, like, <laughs> get you one of those, those face trials like the horses have? <laughs> so you can eat while you're in there? If you're gonna bring up horses the rest of this fucking podcast, <laughs> let's restart already, okay? You understand me? Won't you be my neighbor? Go out in the yard. <laughs> you can't record from out there. Although the mic might pick it up. Go out in the yard. I'll get you... Thank you so much. Thank you. And, anyway... Got some news for you guys. Give us the drop. You dish on your opinions after the fact, but I'm going to lay it out there. Number, Number one. one. What? <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. What did you just do to me? I'm sorry. I had a little little <laughs> harmonic dissonance occur there. I want to know that I'm not having a minor stroke. No, that's fine. Okay. I'll, I'll edit it out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Thunder Lotus Games, a little studio that brought us 2015's gorgeous Jotun. Jotun? Do you want to rock that? Yeah. Has announced a release date for their latest art-intensive beauty, Sundered. Releasing July 28th for PC and PlayStation 4, Sundered is a new take on the Metroidvania philosophy of non-linear exploration and side-scrolling combat. The game follows a lone wanderer named Eshe as they traverse procedurally generated areas, hunting for relics that grant power to those willing to give up part of their humanity for it. Featuring multiple endings and the same hand-drawn art style that Jotun was lauded for, Sundered has my interest peaked and my pants tight. I didn't know how to end that, like, right? <laughs> I can tell. So I just kind of... <laughs> I just kind of. Well, you were in a rush because we had to do the stream earlier. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I want to just finish this. Okay, so Daniel, you've been rocking a lot of Jotun as of late. You got it on that... Uh, uh, yeah, PSN had a, yeah. a sale running until July 11th. Uh, mm-hmm. I got that for five bucks and uh, Shadow Mordor for three dollars. Jesus Christ, that's um, a good deal. And apparently, Jodan's actually free on PC through Steam right now. Yes, if you pre-order Sundered. Cool. Um, I first got my hands on Sundered back at uh, PSX last mm-hmm. year, and I was really, really, really impressed with the art style. Like it, it looks fucking smooth, very smooth, especially for an indie team to like manage. The, that level of production value yeah. it was really fucking cool really fun remind me a lot of Trevor did you did you play um, what was it 
the Ninja Strider. Strider, the new Strider for PS4? Or, I have sorry. not yet, no. It's really good. It reminded me a lot of that. That kind of style. So I, I'm going to let you know this. When it comes to side-scrollers, if you specifically give me a Metroidvania, yeah, I'll fucking play that through. I love that style of game. Have you seen anything from Sunder, dude? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it yesterday when you guys were talking about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it looks really, really fresh. I um, fucked with it a little bit at um, South by Southwest Gaming. That's right. I was yeah. going to mention. Uh, it was hard. It, the, the art style of the music was fucking gorgeous. Um, I had a little trouble figuring out like the move sets and like what I was supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and I kept getting like a mask by just like demon after demon. But right. it was cool. It definitely like piqued my interest even more. Actually, I was watching you stream Jotun, and it looks mm-hmm. like it had a little bit of uh, a difficulty curve on that one too. Jotun is okay. So it, it is very uh, what's the word you use all the time? Obtuse, and that it doesn't Obtuse. give you much direction. So word. I kind of threw myself into it. I didn't know much about it, uh, but I knew that I loved the music already and the art style. Was, it was all co- kind of calling. To me, um, but I've been playing it. Uh, you go through the areas; they're very vague. You don't know what you're supposed to be doing in them, or that you can even go back to them and get like power ups and items and stuff like that. Um, but there are five bosses um, you have to defeat in this fucking Valhalla Purgatory because mm-hmm. um, your main character basically died on a voyage across this river, and to get out of it, she has to fight these Jotun gods. And uh, you caught me at the end of it because I'm on the final boss fight with Odin. Yeah, you failed like a bunch of times. Yeah, okay, so... That was real good. The difficulty ramps up significantly with each boss. Right. Um, and I didn't get all the power-ups for it, so I could probably go back and do that and, you know, be more equipped, I should say. Are you trying to say that you just need to get good? I need to get good. Okay, you need to but get But you good. also saw how you hard to, that was. You need to get good. <laughs> yeah, but, no, it looked really difficult. Like, Odin actually. was spanked. Like, you would get, like, hit once and, like, half his health mm-hmm. just gone. You're gonna yeah. get that. You're gonna get that achievement, right? Oh yeah, uh, for not getting hit. Yeah, for not getting hit at the uh, boss. <laughs> excuse me. We we are a uh, we worship Shuhei. Oh shit! I'm so sorry, guys. Trophy. 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 It's a trophy. It's a trophy. It's a trophy. Um, <laughs> that's what we believe in. Hey man, we get those plats. Those platy plat plats. Mm-hmm. Where where's that on the Xbox format platform entertainment system, sir? Um, we call them. Gamer score. I don't even understand what that is. That's a, that the, yeah. literally you just like it sounded like white noise. Yeah, you, spoke you get that. Look, I'm I'm a Nintendo yeah. guy. We don't have any of that shit. So okay, <laughs> I respect right. you for that. Yeah, that's good. Well, in that's Smash Brothers, you have like in-game achievements. Uh, pretty much, pretty much anything tracks. Sakurai touches has its own achievement <laughs> system in it. But yeah, that's honestly. It makes me really disappointed in the Switch that they don't have like some sort of achievement system because I get it, I get it to play the games to enjoy them. Cool, I'm all about that. But honestly, it gives me a little extra oomph to a game. Yeah. I feel like it's like extra content almost. I think it. I think the reasoning, and I, I don't remember where I read this, but the reason why they didn't hmm. is because they wanted the developers that make games for their system to kind of come up with their own like like in-game systems, in-game for it? like metric of achievement. Where if you like do this really hard challenge, then you get this thing in the game, mm-hmm. as opposed to having this trophy set or this, okay, this okay. like outside of game collection Hang of on. things. Stand by for groan. Three, two. Hey, I'm just honestly, I, I have to agree. <laughs> That's, to an you're, just, you're really relaying the bad news. Yeah, no, I know you're not Nintendo. You're just an ambassador for him. I get yeah. it. I get it. You bridge that gap. Uh, Ready so cool. down there? <laughs> Sunder looks tight. Yeah. Want to get it in my pants. Comes out the 28th. So, number two. This is for you weebs out there. Dos. <laughs> Dos Equis. Uh, Square Enix, you may have heard of them. You have like 15,000 of their games. Who's that? Um, I think they make Tomb Raider. Perfect. I think mm. that's it. Hitman? Near? They lost They lost Hitman. Oh, they did. That's they did. right. They did. 
forgot about that. Uh, sad day. Eidos is back, guys. Nice. Eidos is <laughs> strong and long. <laughs> anyway, Square Enix, on the other hand, has a vaguer release date in mind for fans of shipping Disney animals with Final Fantasy Best Boys. During Disney's annual... <laughs> Did I just not say any words that Hold on. It's okay. Can you just roll back a sentence? Which part? Square Enix? The Best Boys part. The, yeah, what what? Vaguer. Oh, sorry. It's uh, for fans of shipping Disney animals with uh, Final Fantasy oh, Best Boys. Fans of shipping. Them. Fans of shipping. Okay. Disney I let him write animals. whatever he wants. He lets me gotcha. write whatever I want. It's Fair enough. Bad. There's really no peer review here. Um, <laughs> during Disney's annual Circle Jerk D23. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, you're gonna let me get through this, or you're not. We got a lot more than this. Okay. I only left because he left. <laughs> You almost spit that beer right on the mic. <laughs> anyway, D23 Expo. Squeenix showed off. <laughs> I gotta go in the other room. Back the fuck up. Let me do my job. Squeenix showed off a new gameplay trailer for gaming's coveted white whale, Kingdom Hearts 3. The trailer, which debuted the game's Toy Story world, gave us a fresh take on Sora, Donald, and Goofy's latest adventure, including a look at the game's combat featuring Toy Mechs. As of this recording, Square is yet to disclose if we should expect five or six more delays before the game's eventual release on the PlayStation 5 Pro. There you go. Okay. You yeah, said PlayStation 5 Pro. Yes. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a little while. I, I, I dropped earlier that I, I, I think... The Last of Us Two will come out before this game does. <laughs> like, I feel like definitely The Last of Us Three. We might see a trailer for that before this fucking yeah. game comes out. Or, or Death Stranding, even. I don't know. That's my bet, though. Death unless, Stranding, unless mm. Cuphead gets delayed again. Oh, Cuphead. No, I think there's a. Isn't the there a release on that now? Mm-hmm. I heard those guys like would fucking remortgage their house to make that game. Yeah, dude, that game's crazy, gonna be a treasure. Crazy shit. Yeah, I really hope it comes out on uh, PS4. Be honest with you. Is it like a time exclusive, or are we just not? There's it no out? information outside yeah. of the fact that it's okay. Xbox One and PC. Okay. Pretty much. So, but, but we're not talking about Cuphead. No, we're talking about Kingdom Hearts. We're talking about so this is anthropomorphic th- animal people. This is the third time in a year that we've written about Kingdom Hearts being delayed or updates about it. Okay, fair enough. There's nothing else to say. There is really. But the gameplay you showed me today, at least from the Toy Story section, looked really cool. Um, the, the room, Andy's room, it kind of played out what looked like, I guess, Alice in Wonderland from the first game. So it's got that familiar feel. But the mech warfare seemed, like, really cool. Oh, I'm stupid. I didn't even write what when they're going to come out with the game, actually. I just realized. <laughs> Should have really edited this. Yeah, so they announced at the end of their gameplay demonstration that it is coming out in 2018. And that's it. No, that's it. No spring, no fall, no, 2018. December 31st, 2018. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like those fucking... With a day one patch. 1159. <laughs> episode one. Yep. Ep- episode one of 49. Digital only. <laughs> I'm really worried about this one, actually. I mean, the gameplay that I was seeing looked pretty good. No, it looks great. Um, But we've seen two levels in... We've only seen Coliseum, which apparently... 12 like, years? Like... Okay, so on, on, on the good old Twitter space, somebody made a, a point where it's like it's it's taking them this long because they don't have the luxury of just doing like a kind of an asset flip on this because mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, two and its little spinoffs kind of just recycled some of that same old it's shit. True. yeah. You In know? their defense, mm-hmm. Dream Drop Distance Go, give it to me. was legit. That game is really good. I heard it was. And, and I that wasn't an asset flip. Haven't well, even Birth by that. Sleep wasn't an asset flip. Mm-hmm. And it had three really cool That's arcs true. to it. And they were super short. And it worked for it. Right. Yes. 
I did not like that game, but that's my opinion. That's fair. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, Daniel's more of the expert on Kingdom Hearts than I. I enjoy one a lot. Yeah. But don't enjoy two very much. Does it have what? to do with the recasting of Squall from David Boreanaz yeah, to some, really some bullshit generic actor? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's all of it. Maybe really? Well, they, they recast Ares Maybe. too, which was pretty bad. I don't know who that is. What what, what game is that? Final Fantasy Seven. She was played or voiced by Mandy Moore. Oh, you mean the beta for eight? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Landed it. Um, I'm only cynical because it's been so long, and I feel like the, a true. similar treatment that happened to Final Fantasy Fifteen is going to happen with true, this true. One, and where there's going to be a bad first day patch they're gonna maybe have to tweak the ending and they're probably gonna relegate a lot of its deals but 15 ended up in my actually our opinion being pretty fucking good for a game that was delayed like 10 goddamn years it was a good final fantasy game but i felt like it was a poor open world game correct absolutely correct well that game wasn't even supposed to be final fantasy 15 no it was supposed to be a a 13 spinoff which i'm glad they abandoned uh making endless sequels to 13 even though there is a diehard fan base that'll tell you Lightning Returns is the best Final Fantasy, and I just don't I've actually it. heard that a few times. <laughs> I do like Lightning yeah. Returns. I don't think it's the best. I don't understand. It's wonky. I don't understand. I haven't played it though. I haven't played it, so I won't. I'm not gonna pass any judgment. I have played Original Thirteen, mm-hmm. and that left a very sour, kind of earwaxy taste in my mouth. We talked about it on episode four. That was like one of the most disappointing games I'd ever played. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Kingdom Hearts three, I. Th- think they could do a good job with it it looks pretty good and my personally my expectations aren't that fucking high i kind of hope that they dial back on a lot of that lore a lot of that really convoluted lore between like the nobodies and what is it section 13 yeah it's only gonna be hatched up i think it's they're gonna they're gonna wrap things up yeah and it's probably not gonna be the cleanest yeah, but, but you have to a know lot every of, part along the way. You do, <laughs> and honestly, Dream Drop Distance kind of like started to bring everything to a point that three could follow up on. Because I don't really want to talk about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Nah, you're fine. But like they, they kind of to this. It's fine. They kind of wrapped up a lot of stuff with the the nobodies <laughs> and kind of brought it all into one point. Mm. About, but then they opened up the thing with time travel. Also, that's yeah. true. But but it also was like. It also kind of made sense. But, okay, so my concern is that it's been literally 26 years since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out. The first, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was a senior wait, in high school. No, so, no, 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 no that's now. correct. Yeah. Uh, Morgan, fact can, check. You, can you fact check on that one? <laughs> and so Thank you, Morgan. Their job is not to just rely on the on the hardcore market of Kingdom Hearts fans that are obviously going to beat off of this nobody lore and all that bullshit mm-hmm. that I don't personally care about. Sure. They need to also kind of... Uh, petition themselves to a new fan base that may not necessarily know what the fuck Kingdom Hearts is or why it's good. Because there's an 11 year old right now who's never played it. Right, and I think they're on the right path especially introducing new worlds like the Toy Story world. Mm -hmm. You're going to get quite a fan base that's just like, that's really interesting. What the fuck? And the footage they showed looked really cool with the Toy Story world. They got really clever with it. It reminded me of the shit that they did in part one. Yeah. Where it's just like, you're really playing with this universe. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to have to I haven't seen the video yet, but mm-hmm. with three, they're gonna have to make it extremely less linear than the previous installments. Right. Yeah. If That's... It, if, especially since it's taken this long, and they're really trying to like. It needs to not feel like it. a PS2 game, and I think right. that's that's a lesson that they can learn from uh, the Last Guardian. 
Like, my god. A game in development this long Oof. should not feel like this. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, 15 was like that, too. Where it was like, yeah, in some you, ways. You literally, like, like research open-world games uh, circa 20 or 2009. Like PS3. And then just settled on, that's what open-world yeah. games are. While... 20,000 other like The really Witcher good. came out, Fallout 4 mm -hmm. came out. They set the bar, they broke set the bar. Set the bar. High. Far Cry is a good one to listen yeah. to when it comes no, to I, actually organizing your goals. I haven't played 15 yet. I'd still recommend it. It's honestly. good, but it's a good Final Fantasy. It's weird. You say open world circa 2009. Nine. Mm -hmm. Are we talking gun? Or what? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of an open world We're, game. Okay. talking like Dead Rising 1. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm talking Wonky like... UI, bad objectives, things you can't mm -hmm. even chart on your, like, in-game map. Uh, bad okay. bad management of, uh, of missions, of uh, side missions and missions, really, because, like, you can only assign one at a time, and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you look like, you look at a game yeah. like The Witcher, which gets, like, quest management, quest lines, all that stuff down to a pat, and this it game can't even explain to you what you're doing. It also has a strong sense of discovery in that, where yeah. you can just kind of stumble upon a quest where Final Fantasy is like, certain events won't fucking happen until you accept a quest, and I, I just think that's, like, unacceptable mm -hmm. in, like what's supposed to be an emergent, like, living world. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 will get more of a pass because Kingdom Hearts always did that level-by-level level thing rather than try yeah. to be that kind of big, seamless Well, world. it's always been a... They give you a little bit action, of freedom. Action-based RPG. Yeah. Right, especially. So I think they're okay on that, but they need to make those worlds yeah. really on point. Yeah. For me, if they get the commands down and they get the gameplay, like, mm -hmm. if they ratchet up the, the fluidity of the combat and yes. make it feel even, like... Better than two, I'm I'm sold. There we go. And, and at least and gameplay away. And so far, it so, looks that way, but yeah. looks can be deceiving. I'm I talked to a man that bought uh, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City and was actually excited for it. Don't we both of us, Trevor? Both of us. Both of us. You don't have to so, point. Um, the the mic can't see. The mic can't see. Well, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but uh, hey, as hey. long as Kingdom Hearts three yeah has gummy ships and it doesn't suck. <laughs> It hasn't been good yet. I'm in. It's never been like, good. Like, hey, Squeenix, <laughs> Disney, pick up a fucking Gradius game. <laughs> Make this work. And just do that, yeah. but with Goofy in it. And you're good. Yeah. Get Chippendale in there. They're Chippendale. It's perfect. Boom. Just hanging on the wings. You can shoot them. <laughs> you oh, can shoot them. do like a rackets. cool thing. Chippendale? I mean, no, I'm saying you should. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe you can pick up a cool gummy thing like that's exclusive to a world. Like, you know, you shoot Buzz Lightyear. I don't know. Yeah. You got Buzz Lightyear wings. no matter the quality I of like the that. game... That's smart. No matter when it comes <laughs> out, no matter the quality of the game, we are guaranteed, guaranteed, mark my words, guaranteed. Trevor. Guaranteed. Daniel. Yeah. That we're going to get some awesome, goofy porn out of this shit. As long as it's wearing those dumbass shoes, I'm in. Dude, Woody's Look. gonna give him the Woody. Okay. <laughs> Put it there. No, Put it there. High no, five. No. High five. No, gonna, the mic's gonna pick it no, up. I'm gonna There's knock a your beer snake over in my boots. Yeah! I'm sorry, I'm That's being loud. That was anyway. a spike. Um, Actually, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't no, that I bad. mean, it's all pretty even right or, now. Or is that all maxed out levels right there? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we've lost whatever listeners that we already have. For but sure. I have one more. You're welcome for that. No problem, buddy. Wait. I have one more thing, and this is this is a little offbeat, but I do want to discuss this because it's it's more geared towards uh, the attitudes of this audience that we uh, consider ourselves a part of. This gamerhood, if you will. I will. Gamerdom. Gamer with a Z. Gamers. Gamers. No Z okay. gamer. <laughs> Z gamer. So I'm gonna read it to you, there, buddies. Gasmer. Please don't be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't die. 
Millions of potential dad suitors had their hopes dashed against the grill on Thursday when dad dating sim Dream Daddy, a game announced only a month prior, had failed to meet its July 13th release date. All of you just look really upset by my puns. I mean, I'm really feeling all the dad D in the room right now. Oh, jeez. Anywho. The game's co-creator, Vernon Shaw, took to Twitter to explain the tardiness, citing a myriad of bugs and late development crunch time taking a toll on the staff's sleep schedule. Shaw apologized to fans and promised Dream Daddy would have a release date once they could regroup after a good 12 hours of sleep. Despite Shaw's transparency, and despite the small number of people actually working on the indie project, gamers have decided this was the wrong fucking move. Here's some of the ire this well-intentioned dev received because of the delay. And this is from Twitter. I didn't include names because, well, I could have. I could have fucked it over. Oh, well, this first one was called Chaotic Lesbian. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that one. It's a good name, which is why it's like, oh, why are you so entitled to being an asshole? Um, they say, the most annoying part about this is the fact that you had live streams going while people who wanted to spend money were left with nothing. Wow. Okay. Cool. I guess they fucked up by trying to market the game so you would yeah, buy it ahead of time. Gotcha. That's marketing. Uh, this next quote, don't know who it's attributed to, but let's assume they're a fuckbag. Uh, they say, "I don't care if he needs rest. If he needed the rest and the game wasn't done, why didn't he delay it? But they streamed it instead." Okay. Next one. Jesus. It's fine and all, but. It'd have been appreciated that you'd notified us sooner. People have been waiting for the game like hell. Let me point out, uh, they announced this game a month ago. That was pointed out in your earlier paragraph. Jesus Christ. Anyway, (laughs) thank you. You really needed to drive it home. Yeah, I like that you're paying attention. I like that you're keeping notes with this. Here's another quote. The reality is they made us wait for nothing. I'm pirating the shit. Oh, that's the one I saw. That's the only (laughs) response I saw. I'm like, oh, I'm done. These are good i like that i really like being a part of this community yeah uh so (laughs) there were those especially in the more famous regions of the internet that have supported the delay and the team's health conscious choice to not die making a fucking game about dating daddies anyway the dream daddy a dad dating sim is set to launch sometime next week uh wednesday is what they said oh wow okay so so first things first Mm mm-hmm these are all people who have absolutely no concept of how game development of how is. game development yeah. is <laughs> right. Like when you play a demo or you go and play an early build of a game at a convention, like those are things that exist. Correct. And streaming does not mean a finished product is there. Also, super fucking correct. Yeah. Second. I feel like it's a more fair version of like a, a bull shot or something because yeah. at least the game is testing. You can see how it works. You right. Mm-hmm. They're 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 showing off. Yeah. They're showing off what their game is by concept at the very least. Second. Give me the second. The fact that these people are so entitled that they can't find something better to do with their day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> than be pissed off that a game they want to play that they. Like, I just, when I hear comments like that, I just imagine someone like Monday. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh man, this game I'm really looking forward to is coming out on Wednesday. And then Wednesday rolls around and they're like, oh, Steam, where's my game? And they're, it's not there. The game's not there. I don't think it's just games, though. And, and Morgan can attest to this because every Uh-oh. other thing that her is a something dad. 
You know, you have your your beard dad, your wine dad. People love dads, okay? Right. And she looks very affronted by what you're saying. No, I, it, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm excited to find what the uh, the thing is. Yeah, where are we going? Here? There is no punchline. It's just it is what it is. People love the idea of dads dating. It's sexy to them. They want it. They want. Why did you drag hands. Morgan into this because about dads? <laughs> uh, as we all know, Morgan is a father. Yeah. <laughs> the daddy's of all daddies. The daddy's so, of all daddies. Oh no. So okay, you would think that people that are super excited about a dad dating sim they would actually it. be a lot more chill when it would come to a delay, but instead they're acting like they've been waiting for. Okay, so another great point that Twitter has made is that if y'all can fucking wait for, like, The Last Guardian for ten goddamn years, you can wait for a daddy dating sim that was just announced a goddamn no. month ago. And the Last Guardian too wasn't high. even that good? It wasn't that good. And this one, I'm not even placing high expectations on it. I think it's going to be a, a cutesy, fun game It's going like to be a that. game you can knock out in an hour and a half. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're done. Like, whatever. These people just need to relax. This is a funny haha. Go draw a picture. Get your crayons out. Calm down. <sighs> What's it coming out for? iOS? It, no, it's uh, actually coming out for uh, PC and Mac. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People want to stream it. I just... They want to vicariously live their sex lives out through the simulator. It speaks to a level of entitlement... That's not incorrect. That for it's some not. That's why the demand's so high. Yeah. That, <laughs> okay, so it speaks to a level of entitlement that for some reason our demographics, our audience, our crowd <laughs> is really prone to, and I kind of want to like identify why the fuck that is why do we abide by these release dates when there's so much there's so many resources like kotaku uh how jason schreier writes about these kind of behind the scenes articles waypoint even that kind of give you shine a light on game development and how fucking hard it is Mm -hmm. and how time consuming it is and how it can actually have a legitimate effect like we mentioned on a previous episode uh, uh no i don't i'm gonna what Okay, go Oh, yeah, no, no, she did say that. She yeah. Did, she did say the same thing. She reported the same thing where it's just like, it, it ruins lives. Mm-hmm. That, like, when you ship a game, divorces happen, uh, relationships are ruined, some of the coworkers, you can't even look them in the fucking eye anymore yeah. when it comes to crunch time, you know? These guys are just making a fun little fucking game. Like, don't, don't, don't put these expectations on top of them like that. It's like the product's going to come out when the product is out and you buy it or not. Why are we slaves to release dates? Why does that really matter to us like that? I know we're excited about the product, but if the product isn't good because it hit a release date, wouldn't you be happier if it got delayed? Look at Batman Arkham, the original. Mm-hmm. It got delayed. Yeah, and that was being, perfect. End up being one of the greatest superhero games and one of the greatest in, in, interpretations of Batman to ever fucking come out. If it didn't have that delay, we may be talking about that game the same way those fucking Batman uh, GameCube games I were. mean, uh, you know, this new Spider-Man game probably wouldn't exist without it. Yeah. Delays aren't a they're, bad They're thing. basically copying that formula. Bingo. But I mean, with a lot more, I think that's fine. But yeah. Because that's a really great mold to try mm-hmm. to fill in, mm-hmm. honestly, and I'm surprised Spider-Man We need a good Spider-Man hasn't... game. I think the yeah. last good Spider-Man game was on the GameCube, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, um, Shattered Dimensions was really good. I didn't actually play Really interesting. Yeah. Cause that was it, like it Wii, cool. PS3, Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in, in throwing out the uh, idea of trying to do an open world game, they actually made a really intimate, really cool fucking... Uh, very personable, like, Spider-Man experience. I don't want to get too off track, but there was yeah, a Hulk game 
which was, was really good. Ultimate Destruction? I, I think, think that's the name of it. Yeah, it was I remember that. So it was so good. cool. That game it was, was so good. Amazing. I played that in S. Coys R. S. for like an hour. Right? Yeah, it was dope. I, bu- I bought it. I bought yeah. it for sure. I really, really, really enjoyed that game because like his combos were so stupid good. Yeah. Where you're just like hitting a guy and he's like floating in midair as just if like he wouldn't be crushed by the punches. <laughs> of the whole- yeah, it was so Everything good. was satisfying about that game. Mm. So, if there's any uh, takeaway that we want to impart on our listeners is that um, try not to be a fuckbag because the people that make your games are real goddamn people and they mm-hmm. have real goddamn lives and not all of it revolves around making sure that you're happy. And you have to understand that. I'm sorry you have to understand that. I know you're paying money for their product, but at the same time, it's just a dad about dating. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a game about dating dads. Not a game about, not a dad about ga- dating games. <laughs> so Whatever the dads are about. Exactly. That's what it is. So it's like dial it back. Okay, you know, because the thing is, when it comes to especially smaller projects, people like Vernon Shaw are combing through Twitter and Reddit and all that shit pretty much every day. And likelihood is they're going to see your shitty, awful, dehumanizing comment. And they're going to take that to heart because that's what people do. So try to be less shitty. Well, I respect his approach versus, um, what was the one guy's name? Sean from No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky? Yeah, I forget his last name. I feel bad about him, too. I do. Because, like, he... he got so much flack and criticism Mm -hmm. for the game and and pushing it and not doing it and refining the product that, like, he faced, like, disappeared from social media and stopped publicizing the game at all. (laughs) That's true. Sean Murray, his name is, actually. That is such a crazy situation, though. Yeah. Because they were, like... 60% 60% of the way through that game being done and their offices just got flooded. Yeah. And they had to start over right. from scratch. <clears throat> Fair. But the issue was, even after that, he went on to interviews and stuff like that and, like, promised and said yeah, things that were going to be it in the game. It is a different story. It's like, it's like a weird, like, I don't know if he was, like, going into this weird panic mode or what mm-hmm. after that whole situation, but he definitely promised and, and gave people expectations. Yeah. Like, a lot of expectations and hype were definitely fabricated just because that mm-hmm. happens, but he definitely kind of pushed a lot of that as well, Yeah, and I think that attributed to a lot of the flack, but he definitely did not deserve to get as much hate speech that he got, you know? Uh, this is, so, this, this kind of speaks to a bigger problem about it when does. it comes to communication in the video game industry, where it's different from other art forms, notably TV and in movies where it's like sometimes it's like they'll announce something and they'll make a little public event and they'll show you a little snippet from a film like here's Iron Man he's gonna fucking chill with Spider-Man in the next movie and then they close the doors and they're not gonna talk to you anymore about what's going on they're just gonna try to their best to surprise you and we kinda just let that happen the thing is since it's such a technology based industry these people are on Twitter they are uh, excited to be on GameSpot or IGN and and just speak to the fans because that's what encourages them to make these games and sometimes yeah maybe these things were gonna be in No Man's Sky maybe these things were gonna happen maybe this daddy dating game they really did think that it was gonna fucking come out on July 13th and reality sets in and the problem is since it's such an open kind of dialogue that occurs and then you have the other half where it's like we are not sure how your process works we just hear what you're saying and that's something that PR companies have totally been supporting which is like don't show the man behind the curtain like just tell him what I want you to say and so we get this disconnect where it's like well what the fuck is going on this should be easy it's easy for uh, the guys making Battlefront to meet their mark you know I I just think that we need to kind of maybe change the way like, either the industry needs to be way more open about what they're doing, or they just need to shut the fuck up until it's ready. Mm-hmm. It, just like films. 
you know? Well, I think I think the the correct answer is somewhere in the middle, unfortunately. Probably. But it needs to be consistent, and that's the hardest part. And you're not going to get that between indie developers and AAA that actually has the budget to have people to walk in and go, Hey, Sean, don't fucking say that, my dude. You know, whereas... Yeah, it's the same thing. But not to slip on my very comfortable shoes for a moment here. <laughs> Put them on. The, Go ahead. You're home. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I feel like, and even though they get flack for it every once in a while, I feel like, honestly, Nintendo Who? <laughs> does that quite well. Where they're like, here's a little bit, but we're not going to like push too much, and if they have to announce a delay, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. But they'll they'll apologize and they'll say, "Hey, no, it's good. It's going to be a better game. Right. We're sorry, but it's happening. You know. But That's it, true. but they but and they and they have and I think their whole concept with they're doing their Nintendo Directs and stuff. You know, they have like I think the average is like once a month now, mm-hmm. maybe once a, a month and a half, where they you know give you little updates on different things, and and it's not too much info, but it's enough to be like, mm-hmm. cool. I'm excited still. I, I As opposed to like for that. angry, yeah, you know, right. I've never been disappointed by a Nintendo delay because they're so few and far between. Like, yeah, they might not announce a game, but like when they do, it's like cool. They give us those procedural moments where it's like right. cool. Here's a little bit here and there, and then what comes out, it's done. But like Breath of the Wild got delayed like three different times. It, it did, did, but it was across different consoles, too, right? And they had to figure out the porting and shit. Mm-hmm. So. so here's another thing that like I'm witnessing before me. Why are we more forgiving? For this major corporation that has millions upon millions of dollars, what being versus, Yeah, b- versus a <laughs> little indie dev trying to make a dad game hold, where it's hold just on. like you promised this, you said it, you live streamed it. Fuck yourselves! Like I don't understand well, that disconnect. Here's, here's the thing: is I don't think I don't think it's I, I, I think the kind of people that are going to get mad at the indie studio are the same right. people that are going to get mad at Nintendo yeah, for the exact so? same thing. They're just thing. caustic people. Because like because like neither of us are mad at. Daddy game. No, not at you all. Know? Don't, care. I don't care. But we also don't care that Breath of the Wild got delayed three times. No, not at all. I was you hoping know? for a quality game. That's my mind. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not going to bitch and moan. Like, I might be a little sour that Kingdom Hearts has taken 11 years, but like, I understand. But also, I don't want to <laughs> see it suffer a similar fate of like 15 or other games I've seen in 10 year development. Last Guardian, any Sony house game that's taken that long. Mm-hmm. I know? I think games that have taken <laughs> as long as like Kingdom Hearts three have taken have their it's own troubling. problems yeah. because like. The, the, the few games that have taken that long to, like, develop, <laughs> to develop have usually yeah. come up short of expectations because there's been so long for people to build up their expectations. True, and, and it's, uh, especially in that situation, they're building new code on top of old code yep. and just kind of settling for, like, eh, hey, that old code's fine, and then, and then when you actually play the game, wow, this doesn't feel, like, all the way right. Final Fantasy XV is exactly like that. Yeah. But there's something endearing about that game, Trevor. There's something just so endearing about it. It's the boys' it. road trip. What are you showing me? You, oh, were, you, were, you were, were trying to be quiet Yeah, I was this? trying to be quiet. I'm like, hey, that's where we're We're doing at. a chime check? Yeah. Okay, well, cool. This is a great breaking point. I think we had a lot of good discussion on mm-hmm. this. Yes. I'm going to go take a dump, so see you guys. Okay. Or we could just do the topic. Well. No, let's do the topic. Let's I work through it. I can hold on you, to this do you booster. Have to take a dump? No, I'm kidding. No. Okay. I got some stuff too, though. I just don't know how to segue correctly, Trevor. He's the don't you? Listen, I don't. Having a third person just makes me feel more critical of myself. I don't feel good about this. Let's walk out. Oh, no. No. Settle it in the yard by the tiki torches. You've been a treat. <laughs> I've got more baby. I just realized they're called Coronitas, by the Ooh. way. Ooh. Anyway. Do you have more of those? Do I do. Have have you want one? I kind of have to pee, though. Uh. 
So we should we should we pause? Is this a pause break? An edit pause? I hadn't expected an edit pause <laughs> break, but sure, hold on. Welcome <laughs> to the pause break. See, that's our problem. That's why we we, we, we peter off. Why? In our we topic. don't take breaks? Yes. That's not why. Any other reputable service podcast stream, it, it's continuous. Okay. Here's a commercial from our sponsor. We don't get paid, so That's you true. you just you chill out. You stop you stop smacking that wick my way. I think we could effectively do hey, that for another thirty. Speaking minutes. of whips, we're gonna talk about Castlevania when we get back for a pee break. Castlevania. Castlevania. <laughs> There's our lead in, folks. Castlevania. You want it. I have it. Gonna keep it from you. <laughs> <laughs> no? Don't worry. I got it, guys. Get the fuck out Here, of my, my space. Was mine not good? Yours is great. <laughs> Yours was fantastic. I have got a lot of things to work with here, so this is good. So after a lot of editing and a pee break, we're back. Uh, we are going to go straight into our Castlevania topic, specifically the new Netflix series that came out, I would say, what, two weeks ago? Yep. doesn't matter when you're listening to this, time is irrelevant. We are in a time pocket where nothing matters, <laughs> okay? And we won't get this out on time, either. No, we time won't get this out on time. from 2023. That is also the awkward part of this podcast. Yeah. We don't know how to accommodate Time Lords. And you've also, you know what Kingdom Hearts 3 is like. Or at least the demo. <laughs> Why do you think point. I was so quiet about it? I <laughs> makes so much too sense. Much. <laughs> mm. So if you don't know and if you're not in the know, uh, what the fuck? Uh, Castlevania actually got itself a animated series on Netflix. Four episodes. Each are about, what, 23, episodes, uh, yeah. 23 minutes each. Um, really, really fucking short comes out to under 100 minutes. It's weird how this thing came to be, uh, especially who's making it. Frederator, who is most known for uh, Adventure Time, and uh, A.D. Shankar, who did that really awesome, but like totally not, doesn't fit with the canon Power Rangers short that he did. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it just called like Rain Power Slash Rangers? Wasn't that the name of the video? I don't know him from that. You don't know him from that? No. What do you know A.D. Shankar from? Judge Dredd, was that him? He definitely produced that. Yeah, so... Yes, he did. I That's... know more from that art house. And Dredd was fucking great. Yeah. Did you see Dredd? Oh, yeah. Trevor? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was really fucking good. That's how you... So... That's how you do an adaptation, mm -hmm. you know? And I think the newest Spider-Man learned from that, too. It was like, fuck the origin. Just go straight into what this character is and what we're doing. Um, and this is such a really interesting adaptation because we haven't seen an adaptation that is both kind of like takes its content seriously but also just kind of very loosely adapts the story as is so well it depends on who you got on board for it i feel like who they had for this in terms of producer or writer or director it all worked it all gelled really interesting team so it looks kind of like anime-esque and uh the writing by warren ellis yep. 
Transmetropolitan, like, Trees. How the fuck do you get Warren Ellis to say yes to Castlevania? Apparently he didn't even know what Castlevania was. <laughs> like, I don't know if he had to pay some bills or extend his patio or yeah. something. He was just like, yeah, I'll do Castlevania. That's but, fine. But when he found out it was in the vein of old movies like Frankenstein and The Mummy, he's like, yeah. cool, I can fuck with this. Yeah, he was like, I, I'll definitely fuck with this. Yeah. And, he, and he made this very... Um, the series as is, and this is from a script from 2007, is uh, very mature, has a lot of profanity, has some surprising levels of gore, and has the characterizations that you wouldn't expect a company like Konami to sign off on, where Trevor Belmont, the main character, is a fucking asshole, and he... Yeah. Totally has no belief in like what he's doing anymore or humanity as a whole. He reminds me a lot of like Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. Yes, he's, like Devil May Care attitude. He's really lax, but he's also a badass and he gets the shit done that he needs. Who says to. Devil May Care? I said it. A lot of people. Do. Are you a narc? <laughs> I'm a narc, bro. <laughs> the charming rogue archetype that's also a dick. There you go. That works too. Right. Yes. Especially who's adept at what he does. Who happens to be better at fighting the drunker they are. He got kind of fucked up in that drunk fight, though. He did, though. He did. He yeah. got his testicles hit not once, but twice. He got so kicked it's... a few times. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of testicle kicks. So this this uh, series is mostly going to be based off of Dra- oh, sorry, Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse. Uh, I do want to point out that of like the last 12 years of media, it is one of the more fascinating and more symp- sympathetic uh, uh, kind of interpretations of Dracula mm-hmm. I've seen. Like well, because they, they open it. The first episode is almost like a, a biopic of what Dracula went through before he went all but, Okay, Italian. so the, the interesting thing is it doesn't do the bullshit of like, oh, this is how Dracula came yeah. to be. No, it, it dives right into like, no, this is Dracula. Mm-hmm. He's got a field of skeletons on spikes yeah. like outside his fucking apartment because that's what he does. And uh, a woman named Lisa comes in to, to and it's just like, hey, I hear you have this awesome technology. Like... Take a look. That's light bulbs. Don't know what that is, but you got it. That's awesome. Why don't you share this shit mm-hmm. with the public at large? And it's just very bullish about it. And Dracula's like, I like you. Yeah, you're, you're cute. cute. <laughs> Marries this woman. Has uh, a full-grown son. Yeah. Name Alucard. <laughs> Alucard. <laughs> That's how Alucard's made, apparently. Uh, but the uh, not to give too much spoilers and whatnot, but literally it's the first episode. Is that Lisa's killed and Dracula kind of promises that he's going to unleash his wrath. So it's kind of like the weirdest feeling is like kind of being on his side about this shit. Yeah. Because she's burned as a witch at a stake just because she was like using what we recognize as science and technology mm-hmm. to kind of to help her people essentially. And they're like, oh, fuck no. This is weird. Yeah. Your lights light up by themselves. <laughs> it's the I, I think it's, it's really crazy that they enticed us enough with the first episode that wasn't even like around Trevor. It was just around no. Dracula. Like they built such a strong case for him and then such a strong case for the antagonist and like the reason they come at him. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the, the most interesting thing is that originally in the Castlevania lore is that the the church kind of hires or somehow gets the Belmonts to help them fight off Dracula. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it, they, like they're kind of like it's literally the classic, not very super well thought out good versus evil kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not that you needed a super good story for an NES game. It was just like, here's Dracula. You're going to go through a castle. You're going to beat up some monsters. It's going to be fucking awesome. But the interesting thing about this cartoon is that the Belmonts, which they were kind of like shunned in the in the game story, but like they they really go into it into this very short cartoon series, and Trevor Belmont's kind of like in the middle 
in this weird neutral zone kind of with the the what the hell were they called the seers the speakers the speakers the speakers yep but like you you definitely kind of see this this dracula wouldn't be fucking with this pe- with these people if the the church hadn't been mm-hmm. just willy-nilly burning whoever the fuck they felt was a witch and hadn't shut down the belmonts even right exactly like, okay i can't believe that we're talking about a video game adaptation right now yeah, right? I can't believe that we're saying, like, oh, yeah, they chose a really goofy fucking guy to play Trevor. He's wearing a really goofy fucking outfit. Like, it, like first of all... Like we would film. Yeah, the normal interpretation would be, like, this was supposed to be a, a direct-to-video film. I don't think it was ever intended to be an animation. And uh, I know that uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, who made the Resident Evil films, was attached at some point to Castlevania, which uh, vomit until I fucking die. I hate him. And I hate what he did to Resident Evil. It's the Mila Jovovich show. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the games. And oh, look at that. It's a liquor sometimes. No, like, it's okay. That's not... She can be whatever movie she wants. She's, You're right. She's got the multi-pass. <laughs> she can do anything. So, and that's kind of the thing. And like, A.D. Shankar, uh, I believe, uh, he even went out to say that Hollywood wanted to make one interpretation of Castlevania and was just like, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the fans. And it's definitely disrespectful to the content of the original story. So it's like that's not what I want to see, and that's the thing I love. I love eighty because like it's like he's not going to give you a one for one adaptation of something because he understands that there's this the transference between mediums doesn't work. Sometimes it's so difficult to try to boil down what in a video game would be a ten hour story to a ninety minute story, and that that leads me into another subject, which is. <clears throat> Are we going about video game adaptations just all the fuck wrong? Trying to make them into movies, into these kind of experiences that... Like like Tomb Raider, for instance, that's yeah. coming out next year. We're trying to boil down what was an amazing reboot, mm-hmm. a fucking 12-hour reboot. Into, into two hours. Into two hours yeah. of like uh, a woman that we're not familiar with getting struck by logs. We talked about this like yeah. what like six months ago in our we did. video game movie. Why do video game movies suck? We boiled it down to just that, where it's like they try to condense into mm-hmm. an experience into something that feels kind of cheap, even and it just doesn't work because you can't immerse yourself in a film the way you can a video game. Right, it doesn't you, work. And you take a look, even though that like this Castlevania series is woefully short, four fucking episodes. Like, why would you do that to me? But they are season two is confirmed. Mm-hmm. They are doing another eight episodes of this arc. Um, my thing is that to to just do a series gives you the chance to kind of saturate with these characters and maybe like get closer to what a video game narrative tries to do but i think castlevania handles it so smartly where it's like well you have no agency you're not gonna you're not whipping these vampires so it would be stupid to do all kind of the same beats as the video game story so let's let's do this kind of different interpretation well, trevor's it, a dick and there's this whole undertone hey. about religion <laughs> sorry buddy <laughs> <laughs> You know, and there's an undertone about the view of religion. It makes this pretty hard commentary yeah. Yeah. about zealots and 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 you know just having blind faith. Well, in and you, you, you kind of glazed over it real quickly, but I think I think honestly that is the key. And, and and on a broader scope than just video game adaptations, but the popularity of of Hulu and Netflix and and things like that, and, and having these streaming services that have the budget to produce television shows yeah long form media. long form media mm-hmm. I, I i think that is the way to go if a video game adaptation is in the wheelhouse of anything uh i think films are far too short mm-hmm. and the budgets are way too high mm-hmm. for something that you get one of every two years 
and and that speaks into it too. The budgets are way too high for Hollywood to say, yeah, let's take a risk on something like Halo. Remember that movie fell the fuck apart because, uh, what was it? Um, Peter Jackson and uh, Neil Bloomkamp yeah. wanted to do well, basically a two hundred million dollar film because they felt that was the only way to properly serve that that property. Yeah, essentially, they did a good treatment of it too, but. Mm-hmm. And they it even did so like expensive. they even did proof of concept where they filmed little shorts for it too, and they looked amazing. But when it came down to payday, uh, the studios were just like, "We need to back fuck out because I mean, what the most successful video game movie is like those shitty Resident Evil films? Yeah, where they make like forty million each because, or no, they make like a hundred million each when they were made for forty million, mm-hmm. and it was just like that's smart. Let's make six of these, you know." Like, ugh. I mean, it's the most franchise video game series that has been adapted. Mm-hmm. So, no, but I, I think, I think, going the television route, or at least the episodic route, where it's mm-hmm. either a half hour, you know, hour long episodic scenarios, and is 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 the way to go for these stories because I don't know. I, everyone plays their games different ways. You know, you may binge a game, you may take your time on it. I know for me, I'll sit down, play for a bit stop for a while, play a little bit more, mm-hmm. and, and having that format, or even if it, you're playing it all the way through, you know, you have your levels, or you have your quests, you know, it, it, things are broken up a certain way, uh, unless you're playing a AAA title where it literally has a, you know, beginning, middle, end, yeah. Hollywood-style story format, which would translate perfectly fine. But I think most games would do well episodically. It's funny, too, because people were giving it flack. Uh, one of the things that they thought didn't work about it was the way each episode ended. They felt like it just didn't pick up and end the way it should have, like, you know, it continued from one of the next, and it just, the, the flow was broken, but, like, you have to view it as one sitting. Like, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a film. It's under, like, 100 minutes. Oh. It's like, so if you sat down and watched that, it has more of a seamlessness to it than you think of it, like, being episodically. Right. That is true. But, it, yeah, it's like a two-hour pilot for... Yeah. Like, that's how I kind of viewed it, because I definitely just sat down and watched all four at yeah. once. Um, but if I wanted to, I could stop end of episode two and then start up episode three, and I don't think anything would be lost from that. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know why people did, because I, I yeah, felt like kind of a each weird... episode actually picked up perfectly after the one before. Yeah. It, so. I mean, I agree that maybe, especially since it's so short, that maybe they should just release it as one thing. You think so? As just like a mini-movie. But I think... For the format, maybe there would have been some sort of confusion over what you're doing. Like, is this Castlevania one and done? Mm-hmm. I think putting it episodic kind of like instills this idea in people that there's more down the way. Yeah. If yeah. you like what you see here, there's more down the way. You know, and you can take it in little chunks. Just view it that way. I I, I have no problem with it being episodic because I, I think it tells one really good story mm-hmm. and it's a build up, which is the most amazing part. It yeah. is it isn't like this kind of conclusive thing where it's just literally the characters meeting each other. And by yeah, the way, like, I just wanted to do a specific shout out for Richard Armitage playing Trevor Belmont. Fucking great, yep. dude. He played, uh, what's his face? The lead dwarf from uh, the, the Hobbit, Hobbit films. Yeah. I don't remember what that dwarf is. There you go. Yeah, cool. Thank, Thank you. you. We need that. <laughs> there you go. Morgan didn't even need to Google that one. Uh, can you fact check if it's Thorin? It's Thorin? It's Thorin. There you go, it's Thorin. Confirmed. Uh, so he did a really good job as his character. In fact, yeah. a lot of the boys cast does. A pretty it's good job. Like Better the, than most anime. The, the one speaker priest that he meets yep. in, like, I think the second or third episode, 
The one who's getting beat up in the alleyway? Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, what a surprising amount of gore for this franchise. Especially for, like, the source material isn't known for being that gory. No. No. I mean, there'll be, like, bodies and stuff laying around, but you won't won't attack an enemy and then an animation of its guts falling out. But it's like... Like, that's not... That's never been a part of the game. It's closer to, like, Tim Burton horror I mean, every time I saw gore, I immediately thought of, like, Metalocalypse. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And bits, like, that... that, Because of how, like... How detailed it was, detailed and how smooth and sudden the animation. Yeah, it was just like, what the, f- what just happened? Also, also, can we point out that a four-episode series straight up embarrassed the Berserk new anime, like straight up embarrassed by oh, being I, both stylistically better. I know, maybe I'm. This is I'm. This is all you. <laughs> this is okay. Okay, whoever's listening may be aware, but there's a new Berserk series that's fucking disgusting looking because it's all that CGI anime bullshit. Mm. And I mean, like the JoJo intros. Yeah, sure. I don't know what that is. That's fair. Gotcha. Are you a big fan of the the band? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was before JoJo's, but uh... <laughs> so, but no. So I okay. So let's let's do a little fun sidebar. By the way, is the sidebar talking about what they left out of the cartoon series? What they left out? What they left uh, out? Go ahead, Trevor. Handle that. Well, first off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good. Vampire Killer was nowhere to be seen. That's true. No original themes. So the theory is that that's kind of a rights dispute between Netflix and Konami mm-hmm. about how to use that material. Probably. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see it in season two. Uh, and second, Maybe. the most heinous crime of all crime, crime, not crime, crime, crime. of all. Uh, where the fuck is Grant? Where the fuck is Grant? A little speed, a little speedster pirate. So jumps real high. Unfortunately for you, I found a little uh, blurb. For Mr. Warren Ellis, that confirmed says, uh, blurb. Not only does he think Grant's uh, name is stupid, uh, he thinks that a pirate like character doesn't fit what he's trying to do. It's a coastal town. Gotcha. It's, so, it is, yeah. Wait, so he, fact check that. <laughs> it's a 1400 coastal town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Here. he kind of he kind of booted Grant out of the, his uh, vision for it. I mean, but you got Alucard, which is fantastic. It wouldn't be Dracula's curse of Alucard. But just as much wouldn't be Dracula's curse without Grant, my little pirate friend. Sure, and I'm sure that there's m- many people making that argument out there. They probably like made an made an animation of him and yeah. just had him <laughs> murdered in one of the probably little, he's a stock and, yeah cannon fire. There's like like a guy with a bandana just gets ripped in half. <laughs> I've got this, and then he's <laughs> I gotta watch it frame by frame just to make yeah. sure. Dracula just pokes a kidney out of him like <laughs> Jesus. So uh, sidebar, sidebar is specifically, and it doesn't necessarily have to be animation, but maybe it would work. What video games do we think could use this Netflix treatment? Oh man, there's so many. I in my oh. mind. Yeah, I mean, you already know my answer. I think all of them can. But yeah, you talked about specifically a Metroid series might be very fucking cool. Did I say that? That might have been Daniel. Daniel might have said that well, a Metroid series. They actually been... announced that they have a Metroid series down the pipeline, like Federator and Netflix, and that they're developing. Something That's like that. fucking cool. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it would be cool to have a Samus Aran in the vein of um, Trevor. I thought it would be very cool to have that same sort of... Vibe. Kind of disgruntled? Yeah, it would be very Samus cool. Aran. Like She's been a bounty hunter for X amount of years. She's kind of over the trade, but she has to do it for whatever reason. I think more to the point that she might have like a bigger disconnect with humanity, kind of that yeah. Master Chief syndrome. And I feel like if you get a good writer like Warren Ellis, who knows the human condition, knows how to write nuances in characters... Let's get Brian K. Vaughn on that show. Brian K. Vaughn. It's got to be post-Super Metroid. That's all i got to say. Okay. 
Where she's like, like, because that would give her a reason to be jaded with mm. Baby Metroid. Yeah. That's true. It's true enough. No spoilers. All it's like a thirty-year-old game, but my my we perfect shit ever. my my yeah my perfect Metroid series would kind of be like both of those, mm-hmm. where it shows her jaded, but it also flashback to like kind of where she started out as. I wouldn't want an origin series, but I do no. want flashbacks to like how maybe she was. Well, yeah, that'd be cool. Of course, yeah. that would I mean, be not how she was in the way that other M made her. That other what? Other the other M. I'm sorry, I don't think that game exists. <laughs> Let's not talk about. Could that. we? Could you go on about this game that definitely doesn't exist? I mean, the story sucked. Huh. The game bad. was okay. And the game was okay. Like I had fun playing the game. I hated the unskippable cutscenes. <laughs> well, but that's all we need to say about that. That's okay. We can stop there. We for, can actually edit that for, out. For just me, edit it out. Just delete it. I don't know what other team could work outside of like what they've got going on with Castlevania right now because they managed Federated, to make, you mean? yeah they managed to make a very nuanced season that gotcha. merge uh, cinema narrative yep. good dialogue and g- gameplay elements even there were scenes in there that like shots like it looked like it was platforming the mm-hmm. combat looked yeah. very fluid yeah. I was like am I watching Castlevania Symphony like there's definitely gameplay? like like homage or... to what's going on there so my my personal um, pick would definitely be Resident Evil. Um, I hmm. want to see one that's closer. Where each season, season, each season, season universe. I've been drinking too many of these Coronitas, so words are starting to slur. Need a second? Maybe. No. Do I need a Do I need a moment or do I need another? I will take another. But um, the where I want to see each season be like the different arcs of the games, where mm-hmm. it's like the Spencer Mansion gets its own fucking season. You know, and then the Raccoon City Police Department gets its second season and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Until we kind of work up to maybe we do fucking goofy shit where it's like, yeah, we're doing Resident Evil Four. So Dog. you you mean kind of what they did with Resident Evil Two and Three? God, you're gonna say something that's gonna offend me? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. But I mean, like literally, because Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three yeah. were like two sides of basically the same, same story. Point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like having like seasons that kind of do that. Okay. Yeah, actually, that would be. So season two and three would be really interesting because yeah, it's definitely or maybe you just blend the two together to make one mega season yeah. where it's like let's okay this is what Leon and Claire are up to because like again so you lack the agency yeah. in a series so it's not like oh yeah so let's do a whole episode of Leon and Claire solving solving a puzzle fuck no so maybe we go Leon and Claire skip to Jill what she's up to you know and then go back to Leon and Claire. You know, actually, my bold choice, because just like Castlevania, where we're not treating the original story as doctrine, I would have it where you merge both stories in just one big old fucking thing. Where maybe the even the characters interact with each other. Jill interacts with Claire and Leon for the first time, and fans get a boner that well, hits the roof. That could work. I mean, look at the way AMC does it with The Walking Dead, where you have so many intermingling narratives for singular right. characters or kind groups, of a remix and they kind of, of merge or cross paths at some point, and yeah. th- that works for a bigger scope of the story. And I would be fine with that, and I think that would be cool. I also think that it would be cool to do just little sidebar projects, where let's say, yeah. like, hey, we want to do a Tomb Raider anime. That's just, like, one thing. It's hmm. not a series. Like, here's, here's just one fucking event thing. You know, there's so much to work with. What if they do it like what they did with Pokemon last year, where they do those, like, six-minute yes. six episodes? Those were really, cool. really, 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 really good. Because, like, just having, like, little snippets of lore. Because, honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of that lore was, like, stuff that never been, like, brought to... No. The surface before. No, that were totally like. Or that were like uh, fan theories that right. got confirmed. That right, kind of that stuff. were definitely like in the games or yeah. underlying in the games where like our stupid cartoon about Ash being a 
fucking asshole mm-hmm. that doesn't know how to be a good trainer is where wouldn't be prevalent there. Yeah, no, I like that. I like it a lot. <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's not what I meant, but <laughs> I just wanted to make fun follow of Ash. Yeah, yeah. You, th- those, anyway, no, I, I know. Were, it, I forget what they're called, but like having little little snippet things, even if it's like between like the release of seven and eight of Castle or mm-hmm. Castlevania, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, yeah. where they're just like, hey, hype. Here's some little lore bits that kind of like or, or sew in together. Final, the Final other Fantasy games. did that actually. Final they Fantasy did. 15 had uh, they did that little anime, anime on YouTube. That's that right, and that was really really. I cool. feel like that worked even more than um, what was it, Kingsglaive, or what was the name of the movie? Uh, yeah, right. no, it was yeah, Kingsglaive. Kingsglaive. Yeah. Kingsglaive was really bad. Yeah, and I'm glad to not remember anything about that film except for uh, uh, what's his face, Magnet's bitch being the main character. What's his name? Aaron Paul. I don't. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. And uh, um, yeah. Lena Headey from Game of Thrones. That is true. Yep. Wasn't Sean Bean? Sean Bean was the <laughs> fucking king, the king, and they couldn't even That's get him awesome. back to the game. Yeah. He wasn't the king in the game, though. No, it was so awkward to hear the disconnect between them. Wow, what? It's so upsetting. That's not okay. So I think I think the, the, the general answer that we're looking for is that we want, if, we, if you're going to do a video game adaptation, it has to be long form for it to have impact. I think mm-hmm. for it to really make sense and to uh, be given the ability to appease the fans where it's like a 90 minute fucking reinterpretation with live action people that's more so trying to go for a demographic uh, or an audience that's not necessarily familiar with the property because mm-hmm. that's what a movie needs to do mm-hmm. to be financially sound that's not something that maybe a Netflix series has to worry about no nope. you know they don't have to fucking worry about like we need to sell tickets you know, and well, they have subscription services that are working for them, and they're making money off of that. Shit. True enough, but and the thing is, their theory is that they just add more value the more that they add yeah. different kind of series and different flavors and genres to that value factor. Well, because people cancel their Netflix subscriptions and then pick them back up late. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Pick them back up later, and maybe <clears throat> I think that's one of their big marketing pushes is like to keep those people from canceling and then coming back later. They just have the whole time. Right. So if they add stuff like that that they, people want to see more often. So it's just like what was once considered kind of a disruptive market is like this more this new business model that I think is our bastion for good fucking video game adaptations. Finally. Like I I want to see this escalation factor where it isn't just like let's do a fucking four episode anime. I want to see where it's like okay, cool. What if we took a plunge and tried to do like a live action adaptation of like Halo for a couple mm-hmm. of episodes, which actually, sorry, happened. Yeah, <laughs> but, but to have Netflix anyway, handle it, you know, yeah. have that sort of lower budget overhang. Yeah, or like let's let's do a, like a maybe eight episodes of a Fallout kind of adaptation. That'd be cool. You know, let, let's really fuck around with it and maybe just like focus on certain aspects. You know, that like people wouldn't be upset because they didn't get absolutely everything they needed to see out of mm-hmm. this adaptation because they understand what the agreement is. Where it's just like it's this or nothing. Yeah. You know, because there, there's never going to be a Fallout movie. There's never going to be a 90-minute Fallout film. You know, I'm sorry. That's probably just not going to happen. But Netflix? Whoa. I feel like we, we talk about this all the time. I feel like it's harder to pull off adaptations with things that have such large exposition. You can get away with it with something like mm-hmm. Castlevania because, like, it, there's story there, but, like, there's so much freedom in between the exposition. Like, you can build so, so much more of a world. Well, that series is so old, too. True, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's very storied. Um, It'd be interesting to see what they do with The Witcher. They're doing a... Uh, what it was like a CG version of The Witcher for Netflix, but apparently it's not based on the game. Yeah, I that's no, weird. I have no idea. Yeah, that one's because well, those were based off of books. Yeah, and yeah. And I know that guy's a little pissed off that he 
didn't sign the right agreement because he's yeah. seeing no Witcher money. This dude's and... still like, I'm still living in a fucking efficiency. <laughs> like, why well, I don't understand. He's not seeing any Witcher money. He has to pay for the Witcher DLC. You all that. love me. <laughs> they wouldn't, they wouldn't give screwed. him a free copy of the Witcher 3. <laughs> he's like, I just want blood and wine. They want fucking hell. <laughs> is there... Okay, so guys, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Yeah. What is there any certain adaptations you'd love to see to get this kind of uh, Castlevania treatment? I mean, do we have to pick a specific one? Uh, you can give I, me a yeah. fucking I can pick board. one if you could pick one. You go ahead. I gotta uh, think about mine. For me, uh, this has been in the Murbings for such a long time, especially because I think one year there was an April Fool's trailer about it, but I would like to see a Legend of Zelda adaptation. Right. Because I feel like they can really handle that in a good, like, maybe eight-episode arc that you couldn't necessarily do in, like, a, I don't know, two-and-a-half-hour movie. I thought Netflix was getting that. Actually, yeah, that was the rumor that Netflix is okay. doing something. I, I didn't cool. think it was a rumor. I thought it was, like, a confirmed thing. No, not confirmed, but it's, it's still kind of, like, behind the doors hmm. sort, of, but, sort of deal. Especially after playing Breath of the Wild and seeing the kind of, like, I don't know, war-torn, post-traumatic, like, link that there is, like, he was fucking resurrected. There's yeah. so much to tell in that body that they could do with this Yeah, that, now we see there's, like, there's way more room in that franchise to have a different kind of story. And yeah. That, yeah, that would be... I, I would like a darker one. It doesn't have to have an M rating, but, you know, maybe something T, maybe something they could play around with a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that's my vote. I don't want to see a live-action one. I think that it would You not... want to see, like, an animated one? I would love to see an animated Actually, one. Actually, I yeah. think that would be the best way yeah, to serve it. for sure. What do you think, Trevor? <sighs> So this one's already had adaptations. Let's do a better one. But it's my favorite series mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, Sonic. No, but I'm quite a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic Boom is actually a very good cartoon. <laughs> okay. Okay. No it's joke. two to one now, Kevin. You can't. Take your word for it. <laughs> he hates Sonic. Uh, I hate Sonic. Yeah. I do. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mega funny. Man. Yes. And I know there's a cartoon coming out. I know yeah. there was the one back mm-hmm. in the day. Yep. yep. Uh, I works. have it on DVD, but I would like to see one that, again, focuses later. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the origin again. I, you know, like maybe start at Mega Man three or something, and then have like flashbacks to things before that. But I think with how much talent is out there with animation. Um, and writing, uh, I think I think a decent Mega Man adaptation can happen. The unfortunate thing is, who's got their hands on it now? Doesn't look like they're gonna do it justice. Anything I'm still like holding that. my breath. I'm gonna watch it, but I know. it doesn't look promising. I know the art style. I'm definitely already turned off by. Yeah, uh, not into it. But it, what is that airing on, like Disney XD or something? Something like That's that. Really, what a strange how d- deals work. I don't think that's right. I feel like a lot of shows have had success on Disney XD. Listen, if you're going to do CG video game adaptation, mm-hmm. nothing is going to beat the Donkey Kong Country adaptation from back in the day, where they're <laughs> obsessed with the crystal, the crystal coconuts. The crystal coconuts. Oh no! I totally forgot about that cartoon. <laughs> nothing will come close. <laughs> Man, Kirby yeah. right back at you was fun though. Which one? Kirby? The Kirby cartoon? No, I messed out yeah, on that one. that one. I like that one a lot. Um, What's he sucking? Everything. <laughs> That's Kirby for you. There you go. Uh, the, the, the shitty part is, they went for a redesign of Mega Man, but like, Nintendo Capcom, or uh, Namco, Nintendo and Namco, already did a fantastic yes. redesign of the classic Mega Man, yes. and he looks perfect. Yeah. Like, just take that, mm-hmm. put it in a cartoon. Just do that. They did all of them. His his uh, finals match has all of them in there. <laughs> like, what's? Yeah. Why'd you gotta choose none of them and make Dark Blue Candy Boy 
Because, <laughs> dude, somebody's got to get paid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> somebody's got to get that. They gotta. They gotta flex their degree. You understand me? I understand you. Yeah. But I also don't understand. I know you don't. No, I'm all for Mega Man. All, although I will throw a, a wrench into that, in that I would love to see an adaptation of Mega Man Legends. Legends, more so, yeah. As I would as like a straight to see that too. anime. That would be my second vote, or third, or fourth. I don't know. What I was like your first one? Resident Evil. Resident Evil. That's I would right. like to see as a cool kind of, especially anime. Anime you can get away with a lot. Yeah, you really can. Yeah, or animation style, whatever you can do. Even if it's like the same quality as those like DC movies, I'd be happy. Like, uh, actually, I'd like to see a, a live action version of Mega Man where no one's a robot and everyone's a human, and it's kind of like a rom com, but also I can't do this with a straight face. Mega is, Dad, are you talking about? <laughs> is this Wreck It Ralph? Well, no, uh, Mega Man's a dad. Mega Man's a dad, and he's really attracted to Doctor Wily. Who just uh, checked his teeth because Dr. Wiley's a dentist. <laughs> and he just could not stop thinking about kissing those, so, that mustachioed face. So we kind of lost the robot boy. He uh, was a robot boy but he's when he up. was a boy, <laughs> but, he, but he only imagined it. But now he's a human man. Mega Man the human man. And he had all these <laughs> other friends that were very much less imaginative. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Mega Man? I'm going to be a fireman. And then he had okay. friends. Yeah. I've got a pair of scissors. Some cut but, he, man. But, but then he was like, he was always that kid. Yeah. When you play it and always like one upping you, he's like, well, I mean, ah, my, my Mega Man can like, use your powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and the fireman's like, oh, okay, I like I this. Yeah. Let's make this. <laughs> can we make like kind of a soap opera about the different like bosses and yeah. how they kind of relate to each other? It's kind of like a harem anime, but live action. Yeah. You know Where like one doesn't like the other one, but nobody right. likes Metal Man. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I feel bad that I've said anime so many times during this episode. It's not really my uh, bag. Mm. Uh, babe, well, what's, you, what's, what's anime? You can't backtrack now. There we go. No, you can't backtrack now. No, You're officially the anime correspondent for this podcast. No! <laughs> we got the Nintendo correspondent, the anime correspondent, and the Overwatch correspondent. All right, guys, we're gonna talk about. Uh, we need to talk about the, Overwatch once. The I, different I'm Euro proud of beats. myself. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Also, today's episode was sponsored to you by Castlevania: Legacy of Darkness, and the best-selling N64 game of all time. The best-selling Castlevania game of all <laughs> the best, time. The best-selling video game of all time. It is starring Wolf at Wars. the top, never to be touched. Nope. There's not another one. Also, can we take a minute to admire this guy's collection? You can't see it, but he literally <laughs> just busted out, like, uh, Lords of Shadow 1, Lords of Shadow 2. He's got... Here's the weirder ones that people really dive to, but I certainly did. Uh, Castlevania Lament of Innocence for the PS2, which was great, but it wasn't really Castlevania. But it was, and it was great. And then the sequel, Curse of Darkness. Starring, not really a sequel. Starring, uh, what's his name? Ricardo? Hector. Hector. What... Hector. Hermano. He's a <laughs> demon forgeman or something like that. Forge master. And yeah, we all, we also have a very Spanish looking uh, Dracula on the back cover here. Ooh. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's technically Spanish. That's a okay, that's that's I thought he was like Romanian at least. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Let's save that for our Dracula podcast. We can have one yeah. entire podcast where we talk about Dracula Stink for two hours. Stakeland. Stakeland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So We'll get into that at a different point. And then he also has... Uh, no, it's Castlevania, called The Salt Mines. Castlevania Mirror of Fate here, starring a Garlic less, less dickish Trevor Belmont. 
And don't sleep on the N64 ones he's got. He's got no. Castlevania. I, 64. Was it 64 with Which, an M on it. Does this belong to like a Mark or a Mike? I don't know. Okay. There is an M on it. Yeah. Not, not rated M. I mean, there's an M on like it. Like in the way that you used to um, mark your games as Oh, that's rated T. Which, by the way, had some of the best skeleton-based fights. He loves skeleton games. I love skeleton. I learned fights. that earlier today. <laughs> it's really it's weird. So, well, he was playing Dragon Quest that's Heroes and fucking killing skeletons. That's not even all my Castlevanias. It's not all of his Castlevanias. This dude has all the DS ones too, and the GBA. And got Legacy of Darkness, where he plays what a werewolf. Right. That's pretty cool. He plays a werewolf. We okay. got Dawn of Sorrow. Dawn of Sorrow. Really good one, by the way. Uh, this one actually takes place kind of in the near future, like twenty thirty. That looks so animeish. What the fuck? They're all animated. Yeah, more so this one than anything. Are you kidding? Okay, it's by the way, it's a different. It's a different art style. Yeah. yeah. Sidebar, the one that he just busted. Because uh, since since the, the first one, Ario Sorrow, they've mm -hmm. had that same art style for this one, that one, yeah. and even I think okay. uh, Order of Ecclesia actually switches art styles again, which I'm trying to find. Where it looks like kind of like softball anime, not like hardcore cowboy bebop anime. No, yeah, actually, I like that. Yeah. The Order of Ecclesia looks a lot more like the Bloodstained art. That's true. So, Castlevania Portrait of Ruin I have in my hands mm -hmm. is actually my first Castlevania I ever played. Okay. And it got me into the rest of it. After this, I played, I ended up playing um, uh, Symphony of the Night. Uh, I didn't play this one you got here. Order of Ecclesia? That's, that's really hard. It's a really hard one. This actually takes a lot of stuff from uh, Simon's Quest. This, this came out after Portrait of Ruin, Correct. Right? Yeah, okay. That's, uh, that's the last game in the canon to ever come out. So wait a second, is this like in the future or? Uh, I don't remember the exact the time for that one. The new era rises. I think it's before the uh, uh, Sorrow games. Okay. Soma games. That makes sense. But I think it's after Portrait Ruin. Damn, he's got quite the collection. Donald Sorrow leads in with reach out and touch the magic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we're asking these video game adaptations to do, to reach out and touch the magic. Video games, and also don't be upset that your fucking dad simulator didn't come out in time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been waiting twelve up. years for Kingdom yeah. Hearts three, so you can wait twelve days yeah. for. Oh hey, the game you want didn't come out at the time you thought. Play a Castlevania game. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't There's, so There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. Not even all of them. I have like three Game Boy Advance ones. Yeah, that's I good it at this point. This is really good. Yeah. But I think this this is uh, coming to a close, guys. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Fine. It's been so good. This Don't been, apologize. This has been great material. Why are you, why are you apologizing? Yep. Like, I'm we Canadian. control our own destinies. We can just keep going if we want. No, I don't think that's a thing we should do. We should. We are, like, at an hour yeah. and, like, 80 minutes. So, if we could just not. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, everybody, we appreciate your ears, as always. If you want to check us out, obviously, if you're listening to this, this is SoundCloud slash The Save Room Show. But if you want to hit us up on Twitter, uh, hit us at... At Save God, this is redundant. This yeah. is the most redundant fucking sentence I've had. You can find us on Twitter at Save Room Show. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Daniel. Are you happy now? I'm a little happy. I feel percolated, as you would say. Mother. Punching my zipper right now. And Trevor, as before and as always, can be found with Coconut Arcade on mm -hmm. Twitch. And what's your Twitter? Same. At Coconut Arcade. Really? Oh, that's yours. Yeah. Oh, cool. Don't you have a Trevor one? Like a Trevor? Yeah, but it only follows my personal one. Okay. I mean, it's Captain Trevo. You don't C A P M. Well, they follow our personal ones. They do follow yeah. our personal yeah, whoever, ones. I mean, if you all follow, just do what you need to, okay? But thanks for your years, and remember, as always, to save your fucking game. Oh, yeah.